we're, we're starting um, a new series today called Lego. Um, for those of you who, who are listening online, you probably missed out if you normally come because we just played with Lego and the video will be up later. It was tote jokes. Um, there's been some pretty suspect building. Um, yeah, it, it's all a bit, a bit special. So um, please pray for us as a church. Um, our talents are extremely limited. But um, no, I'm joking. It was wicked. It was loads of fun. So we're doing this new series, Lego. And um, it was really bizarre because like, it's one of those things. Like, the way I do the series planning is I literally draw, like, I have a table with like, a list of all the series for the whole year. So I like, fill it all out. And it always gets changed and never stays the same. But literally, um, I just really, really, really wanted to do a Lego series. Like, there wasn't like, some deep, profound thing behind it. So it was kind of like, I really want to do a Lego series. But like, I need something to do it about. And then I just felt like God say, it's time for us as a church to connect and build, like to kind of work together and stuff like that. And so I was really excited. But then there's this problem that happens that a series gets really close. And as it gets closer, I'm like, okay, God, that's great. It's a great concept. It's a great idea. I hear what you're saying. I hear what the overall message is. But it's like, how the heck do I like, where do I kind of speak from? What is it you want to say to us kind of thing? And so as I was looking for like a place for us to look at, um, I just, it was really weird. I, I'm not really into like the Bible lottery. I'm not into like flipping open the Bible and like, uh, bang. Um, so instead of doing it physically, I did it digitally. So um, I opened my, like, my phone, um, got my Bible out, and I just started to look down the books. And I was looking down the books. I was like, oh God, which one? Where do we do this? Like, I'm really kind of lost. I'm really kind of stumped to this. And I just felt God say that we would be doing Haggai. Now Haggai, I'm going to be completely honest, is a book I haven't probably read since I was maybe at Bible college, so 17. So that's quite a while back when I think about it. I think I probably have touched it since then, but I can't think of a time I've really actually properly looked through it. And so I started to look through it. And it was just like, this is why, the reason I share this building up to kind of what I'm going to say was because that, it really ended up really like impacting me, like, rah, God, like, obviously God does know what he's doing. But like, for us sometimes when we put things together, it feels like absolute chaos is taking place. And, uh, oh, man, am I really doing the right thing with this? Is this a really right, the right idea? I'm not too sure kind of thing. And as I started to read Haggai, what I noticed was really insane. It follows on from the last series we did, which was Lamentations, which like, I was like, right, I didn't, I didn't know that as, um, when I was scrolling from my phone. I didn't really know that. Um, I read it before, but like I said, a long time ago. So with Lamentations, um, Ika How, the last series we actually did, we've done some talks in between, but that's the last complete series we did. This book is literally a point which answers for them in the here and now the question which Lamentations ends with. Now, when we ended the series Lamentation, I ended that question with the ultimate answer to the biggest question of all. But for them in the here and now, living as a nation, the answer to the question, are you done with us? Are we cut off? Will things ever be the same again? Will you restore us? Um, Or do you have more wrath for us? What these people were saying was they were talking about their direct slavery, their direct situation. We, of course, ask that question with the bigger question when it comes to like eternity, our lives, why are we here, our purpose, our plans, our relationship with God, can that be connected? Their idea of relationship with God was all surrounding their nationality, their identity, their country, their society, and around one particular building, the temple. And so Haggai kicks off with the first two verses. In the second year of Darius the king... In the sixth month, on the first day of the month, the word of the Lord came to the hand of Haggai, the prophet, to Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel. Nearly said that wrong. That was close. (laughs) (laughs) Governor of Judah. 
and to Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest. Thus says the Lord of hosts, these people say the time has not yet come to rebuild the house of the Lord. Then the word of the Lord came by the hand of Haggai, the prophet. Is it time for you yourselves to dwell in your panelled houses while this house lies in ruins? So the people had this huge passion the whole time they were suffering. The remaining question, if you look through the whole Lamentations, is grieving that their society and the pillar and the central focus of their society is gone. What the Jews would call the, the Betomic Dash, the, the, the temple, is, is gone. It's no longer there. The Babylonian exile... Um, Exiles. The Babylonian exile has taken place, the dispersion, there's suffering in it. Things were so bad, like I said, that there were cases of women eating their children to survive. Horrible, horrible depravity, horrible situation, crying out to God, will things ever be restored? Will things ever go back to where they were? Will we ever have the temple again? Will we ever encounter this, this relationship that we had with you, because the idea of the temple for them was their direct relationship with God. So it started with the pe- God living in a tent among his people. They, they settled in a land, then they built this temple. The idea was God was with them, God was in amongst them, which is why the name um, for Jesus, Emmanuel, is so strong. God with us. That's the whole notion, the whole idea of this building, the whole idea around it. And so when they were coming back, and while they were in the exile... Their huge focus when it came to spirituality was all about the temple, all about the temple. What's happened is they've come back to the land now and the point that's being made is, you know what? It is just not time to rebuild the temple. It's not time. It's not time for that yet. It's not time for that. And so then what Haggai does is he takes the question that everyone's saying and the way everyone's doing it and the way they're spending their money, the way they're spending their time, the way they're focusing and living their lives, and he twists that question and he goes, is it time for you guys to keep upgrading your houses? Because I've noticed they're panelled now. Like, you know, before we were talking about like a roof over your heads, a way of living, a way to survive. But like, you've upgraded from this Lego house over here, man. You've upgraded now, man. You guys are starting to ball. You start, guys are starting to have these cribs. And like, I just want to ask this question. Like, is it time? Is it time for you guys to upgrade again? Is it time for you to keep doing that? Or while this is in ruins? Is this, is this cool? Is this how we want to roll? Like, do you guys remember where you came from? Do you guys remember the dispersion? Do you guys remember the depravity, the way you lived, the suffering you went under? That you said your suffering was worse than Sodom and Gomorrah. And now it's not time to build the most important thing that you were grieving for in chapters and chapters of a book. Like, it's not, it's not time for that yet. Oh, okay. Okay. That's what Haggai is getting at. He's really, he's literally walking up to this people and with what he's saying, it would be the literal equivalent of just walking up to me and just booting me straight in the nads. That's the literal equivalent of what he's saying with these words. They are so potent, they are so strong and they are straight to the point. They are completely and utterly intrusive. And the people, it says, in the passage from verse 12 down to the end of chapter 1, it says that the people obey the Lord, that they hear what Haggai is saying. They're like, wow, we have got this totally wrong. This is not cool. This is not how we're going to live. This is not who we're going to be. And then in chapter 2, it starts off talking about the glory of this coming temple. But what I really love um, is we're going to read from chapter 2, verse 10. On the 24th day of the ninth month in the second year of Darius, the word of the Lord came by Haggai, the prophet, saying, Thus saying the Lord of hosts, Ask the priests about the Lord. If someone carries holy meat, 
in the fold of his garment and touches the fold of his bread or stew or wine or oil or any kind of food, does it become holy? The priest answered and said, no. Then Haggai said, if someone who is unclean by contact with deadly body touches any of these things, does it become unclean? And the priest answered, it does become unclean. Then Haggai said, so it is with this people and this nation before me, declares the Lord. And so with every work of their hands, what they offer to me is unclean. Now then, consider from this day onward, before stone was placed upon stone in the temple of the Lord, how did you fare? When one came to a heap of twenty measures, there were but ten. When one came to wine, to the wine vat, to draw fifty measures, there were but twenty. I struck you with all the products of your toil, with blight and with mildew and with hail, and yet you did not turn to me, declares the Lord. Consider from this day onward, from the twenty-fourth day of the ninth month, since the day that the foundation of the Lord's temple was laid, consider, is the seed yet in the barn? Indeed, the vine, the fig tree... The pomegranate and the olive tree have yielded nothing. But from this day on, I will bless you. He's saying, guys, like, you, you, you place all these laws on this one area, but how about we apply that across the board? He's saying, you want to look at these, these laws and these rules and apply them just to that. But if you have the same heart issue and characteristic towards my temple, don't think that it's still not breaking the law. You're still, you're still disrespecting me. Like, you can't just apply it here. This, it's not just the law is in, like, to the detail of it, which is how we as adults are and how children can vary considerably different, which is why Jesus talks about needing to be like a, t- a child. We see it and we think, how can I get out of this? Children kind of have an attitude of how can I get into what it is that we're trying to do. So the simplistic way of looking at this, he's saying, you can't just take this one rule and not expect it to not apply across the board. Like, so you treat this one thing in this way and this becomes defiled. Well, the way your attitude is towards my temple is defiling as well. It's, it's not good. It's not how it's meant to be. And one of the questions he asked and raised in chapter one that I missed out was he says like, have you guys looked at a couple of things? He goes, I want you guys to answer these questions yourself. He says, these are like ways that you can see how things are. He goes, look, you've made your focus your empire and your crib, and you've made that the priority and not me. He says, check this out. He goes, now, you keep on having like food, but you're not full. And they're like, yeah, we don't. He goes, you keep on having this, but it's never ending. He goes, you know what? You're even earning a lot of money now, but have you noticed how there's holes in the bag? He's saying, you're investing in things that aren't going to reap you any rewards. And Jesus had the same idea in his teaching. He said, guys, don't keep investing everything you have in things that are going to rust and fade away. Invest in that which will never fade away. And you see, the thing is, in Isaiah 12, verse 14 to 15, there's this passage where it talks about um, the morning star. And we always read that passage, and we always read it concerning Satan. You raised yourself up to be as if God. And you will be down in Sheol, is how the passage ends. But actually, as much as we see it that way, the original um, readers of this particular passage, and those who would have heard Isaiah's words, they weren't seeing it as Satan. They were seeing it as the Babylonian king, and a comparison of him comparing him to Satan, that you made yourself like God. And God says, I will bring you down like Sheol. And do you know what the point behind that passage is? It's this. It's when you place yourself as a human being on this earth and place yourself in the place of God. Let me tell you what's coming to you. That's what Isaiah 12 verse 14 to 15 is about. Like we always apply it to Satan and we always say this is what this is about. The morning star. 
They didn't see it that way, the readers. They saw it being about, this is what happens when you place building your empire ahead of his kingdom. This is what happens when you say it's all about me and you place me in the center of it all. This is what happens when you become narcissistic. This is what happens when you make your money about you and not about God. This is what happens when you make your life about you and not about the kingdom that God is building. This is what happens when you place you at the center of it all. And so when we look at the book of Haggai, um, what this is all about is this is about the first warning sign to going to a very dangerous place that leads us to, the, to what happened in Babylon. You see, for them what happened is they were delivered from this exile. But do you know what happened? Just like when they were delivered from Egypt, it took a long time to get Egypt out of them. They had taken on the characteristics and the attitude of the Babylonian Empire and they brought that back with them. Before they lived lives where the temple and God was at the centre of everything they did and now they were bringing in the old and the place they'd come from and the slavery and they were bringing that in, the mentality of it's all about me, being like the Babylonian king, wanting the worship for themselves. And then Haggai has to ask a question. This morning as we start this new year, I want us to ask the question of ourselves. What is it that's at the centre of my life? And ask ourselves these questions, because these questions will answer it for you. Am I always fed, but never full? Do you always never feel complete, never feel satisfied, never feel content in what you have? If so, Jesus isn't at the center of your life. Am I always throwing in money and it's just pouring out at the bottom of the bag? Then maybe Jesus isn't the center of your life. The reason the Bible has about giving isn't because God is desperate to steal our money. It's because God wants to keep us whole. He wants to keep us whole. When we keep it all about us, we end up like the Babylonian king and we place ourselves in the place of God. And let me tell you, Isaiah 14, 12 to 15 tells us how that ends up. Guys, I want to encourage you this year as you start a new year and especially to Moses Domino as you go to set out to serve in this church and help them kind of rebuild and help them connect. Like you have to have him at the center. If we're going to do Lego, we're going to connect and build, then it cannot be that we live our whole lives trying to build our empire instead of building Jesus' kingdom. That's what it's all about. And um, I just pray that that would challenge us today. I pray that would speak to us. Because this year I really believe um, one of the key words we're starting off with is let's connect and build because that's what God wants to do at City Hill. That's what God wants to do in our lives. That's what God wants to do in his kingdom in this country. He wants us to connect. He wants us to build. He wants us to see his kingdom grow because out of that we flourish. We flourish. At the end of the book it ends by saying this. It ends up talking about a blessing. It ends up talking about God putting his signet ring on their finger and saying, you have authority. He gives them his authority and ownership that he owns them. But while they were in this other lane where they were the center of their lives, they didn't have that authority. If you're, when Leanna was leading us in worship earlier, she was talking about the authority and thanking God for the authority we can take over them. I want to tell you this, guys. If you don't live in that lane where you put Jesus at the center, it's not enough to just go, I vaguely believe in you. You stay somewhere as an add-on sale to my life. You've got no authority. You ain't breaking no chains in the name of Jesus. We surrender to Jesus and the chains are broken. The chains are broken. I'm just going to pray for us today. Father God, I thank you for this this series we're starting, Lego. Father, I thank you that we get to start off by going in, by going ham, by going hard. Because at the end of the day, Father God, we know that this year you want us to start with no chains and no yoke upon us. Because your yoke is easy and your burden is light. But that sometimes means we have to let go of things that we need to let go of. 
father, I remember the, the story of the rich young ruler. He had everything in line. He was the most moral, upstanding dude Jesus met. And then he said, what is it that I lack? And Jesus said to him, sell all you have, come follow me. And he went away disheartened because he had a lot of things he didn't want to get rid of, father. Father, may, me not be, may we, we not be like the rich young ruler. May we be people that hear the voice of Haggai saying, guys, is it time to build my house or your house? Is it time for me to be at the center or just to build your empire, being your sole primary domineering focus? Father God, I know that's me. And at times I'm all about myself and about my own vibe. And I pray for those of us here and those of us who listen online, Lord, that you would speak to us. I pray we would be humble enough to hear what you have to say to us and not want to just cling on to what we have. Because you said to us, those that let go would receive. But those who want to keep their lives, they'll lose it, Father. And none of us want to lose it, Lord. We want to receive your full blessing, Father. Teach us to let go of our lives, to not make it about us, but make it about your kingdom and about others, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. So that's the first uh, installment of the new series, Let Go. So like hip-hop, let's go.